You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Locked On Seminoles. I'm your host, Max, and with me in the... uh, you know, usually I use a fighter jet metaphor, but there's three of us. So I guess we got a co-pilot and we got the deadhead next to me in case like one of us has a heart attack. He can move us over, hop in and we'll be all set. I got Drake to my left, Dave to my right. How you doing, boys? We are doing good. We've been up for a few hours now. We're energetic, right, Drake? Oh, dude, I am pumped. I am stoked. I've been watching Euros all day, man. I got my first week of work in the books. I am pumped, ready to go for today. Hell yeah, boys. Hell yeah. Sounds like we are having a phenomenal day. Guys, today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. You've heard your boy talk about rockauto.com several times. I used it to fix a headlight in the Jeep. Well, I've been keeping this under wraps, but your boy, uh, well, it's been a good year. So your boy decided to reward himself. He traded in the Jeep. He got something a little nicer. Hasn't needed rockauto.com for that. Such a phenomenal price on this thing. They weren't my sponsor though. And I didn't have this relationship with them. So check out rockauto.com and also stay tuned and check us out. We are, uh, we're going to talk about one thing and one thing only today. And that's playoffs. Look, you guys know us, Max, Dave, Drake, we're fans first, people second, podcasters third. And in all three of those, we got to talk about playoffs. We're not going to give you the headlines. We're going to give you the raw, unfiltered takes because I think, well, we have a few differentiate, differentiate, I suck at words. Sorry, folks. It's Sunday morning. We have a few different opinions about this. So if you saw this over the weekend, late last week, it's the writing is on the wall. All right. King Midas's touch is going to bring down the entire thing. We're going to get a lot of gold, which some feel like maybe too much gold. And we know the playoff committee will approve it. We're going to get a 12 team playoff. We've spent, I mean, guys, okay, let me, sorry. Let me stop monologuing like the dude in uh, the dude in the Incredibles before we get to the actual format. Doesn't this kind of feel like last time with the playoffs where like we spent so much time kind of being like, what if we had a playoff? What if we did this? We've been talking about like all these what ifs. And then all of a sudden we wake up Thursday morning and it's like, Oh, yep. Nope. We're doing it. Expansion time. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they've been talking about it since they first talked about it. I mean, the whole thing has been, let's get more money. That still doesn't go to the players. And I'm sure we'll get into that, but yeah, it does feel pretty abrupt. And my opinion on it will come soon. We, before we get into this, let's do some ground rules. Driz. Are we allowed to talk about the absurdity of them trying to make players play more games and still trying to avoid paying them now that Florida State has been the torchbearer of letting these kids not only use their brands to make money, but we are also not just saying, hey, go have fun. We are putting them in classes to educate them how to use their brands intelligently. And clearly our school has seen the light on why it's important to maybe give these kids some compensation to put their bodies on the line. Or are we allowed to kind of sprinkle those themes within here being our compliance guy? Yeah. All right. Good deal. Oh, well, that's, and also, okay. Max is in a good mood today. Max is in a great mood. Dave, you're in a great mood, right? Good mood today. I'm in a great, I'm in a great mood. I Driz, just want to say though. Great mood. I'm in a very good mood actually. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you are. I bet you are. We'll talk about that on our after dark podcast though, folks. Go ahead, Dave. Time out. So paying players and NIL is two completely different things. Paying players is like part of the revenue. NIL is like you get an ad from a local business. 100%. But the reality is 
with the NIL, and y'all, I cannot wait for your discussion with the attorney about this. My understanding is with the NIL, though, you can go say, hey, I'm Dalvin Cook as a brand, but you need the school's approval to say, hey, I'm Dalvin Cook running back for the Florida State Seminoles, right? If you want to use it in conjunction with the school, like saying I am from Florida State, then yes, you do need the school's approval. That's from my understanding. But if you're just saying I am just Dalvin Cook, then exactly. no, you don't need that. Yeah, you're right. And that was my point is that our school – so while you're right, Dave, it's not paying them out of revenue, our school is taking a very forward stance on we're going to not only let these kids use the Florida State brand, we're going to educate them on how to synergize yeah, yeah. their brand with Florida State. We're going to help them make money. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so we're getting on a rabbit hole, but we'll we'll get to that. So let's just let's just dive in with an easy softball first. I don't want to make this just a let's talk about playoffs discussion because it's going to go off the rails. And I know y'all love when we just go off the rails, but it's Monday. I owe you some organization. So let's start with something very, we're going to, I'm going to keep y'all narrow. Is that okay? Do y'all mind if I kind of guide the discussion and try to keep it question by question, just so we're not all over the place for these people? Sure. Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with, with just the first most basic topic. What, what do you think made them land on 12 teams and let's say you don't have a choice for expansion. I, we're not going to argue expansion versus not because it's happening. Do you think 12 is about the right number? Would you, gone, would you have gone smaller or would you have gone a little bigger? Those are two very, very different questions. The first question of what do you think drove them to it? That's a one-word answer. It's money. That's easy. The no, no, second, I mean, what, got them, what, got it, what drove them to 12? Not, I know why they expanded. And I think, by the way, it's no coincidence they did it this year. Did y'all hear in the third game of the softball game when they announced the ratings for game two of the softball championship? No. Dude, game two of the softball, World, Women's College World Series softball championship peaked at over 3 million viewers in average, or maybe it's over 2.8 million viewers in average 2.1. So because of the pandemic, I think we've seen such amazing viewership for sports. They were like, dude, we got to strike, strike while the iron's hot. Let's do this. But why do you think they landed on 12, which is kind of a weird number because it doesn't fit in a, in a bracket cleanly? Yeah, I have, I have no idea. I thought eight made more sense. I mean, they, they, they tripled it. That's a huge jump in terms of the number of teams you're allowing to compete for a title. I don't know. I can't think of a reason why it was 12. I think they picked 12 mainly because they're going to get rid of some of these bowl games. Like some of these bowl games are really ridiculous. Like the Bahamas Bowl, the Book Rose Home Bowl, the Cure Bowl. I mean, Dave, we talked about this, you know, the other day. And also when we all three of us sat down for the bowl podcast where it's these games are, I mean, oh, it was a freaking blast. But a lot of these bowl games are, they don't mean anything anymore at all, period. And like we always like, we know, we're always like, let's wait until the end of December when the CFP starts. So probably this 12 is that. We got the five conference champions, right? The highest ones. We picked them in. They're locked in. Or maybe a play-in game is what the championship is going to be. And then now you kind of have the, uh, all right, so the group of five, you all have been complaining about how you don't have any representation whatsoever. Now you have an extra six slots to get in there if you really, really want it. So. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's right. I, for me, I think the reason that we got to 12 is because they, they wanted – there to be some significance still to the regular season. And I think with eight, you're in an 18 bracket with 16, you're in a 16 team bracket. I think 12 lets you put it in a 16 team bracket and have four first round buys. So I think they kind of viewed that as a number of like, okay, you know, there we'll put them all in this. It's, it's enough where we'll have a, a regular bracket. It won't be too wonky, but you'll get an advantage if you do well. 
Now, I, I hate to interrupt, but I want to hit the folks with our with our new segment, the betonline.ag line of the day. So I'm looking forward. I'm looking at today because this is sort of the first time we've done it. And I want you guys to listen to this on Monday and be able to test these guys' knowledge. And then from now on, betonline.ag line of the day will be something you can actually bet on. But Dave, this one goes near and dear to your heart. We got the New York Yankees taking on the Phillies. We got German, the righty, with the start. We got the Yankees at minus 175 and the Phillies at plus 155. Betonline.ag, pick of the day. Where are you going with that line, buddy? Uh, obviously going with Herman and the Yankees. Is it Herman? Okay. Hey, I don't watch pro baseball, but I tried. <laughs> I did my best. I did my best. You said that mm-hmm. a lot better than I thought you were going to do, so I'm actually kind of proud of you for that. Because I guess right. that name is not, not easy. Dominguez By the way, if you're listening to this and you're a woman, um, we have uh, – I looked at our demos. We have kind of almost a 50-50 split. Never let a man say your name wrong. You know, there's these little empowerment things I try to teach my daughter. I have this, this female I work with. Her name's Juliana, spelled like Juliana. And people say Juliana sometimes, and, you know, you correct them, always correct them in the workplace. Or if you have a name that's not, you know, your traditional, you know, Indo-European name, correct them every time. Don't let people say your name wrong. So, Herman, I apologize, but we got Herman, Yankees, minus 175. We'll see how that pick looks on, looked on our next episode. And that is your betonline.ag line of the day. All right, Max. So, you said – making the regular season games important. And we've talked about this off air a lot about how I think an, inc- an increased number of playoff teams makes the regular season game matter games matter less because like, for example, you would have had two, three loss SEC teams in this last year, even in a shortened season. So I want to know why to you, you think it increases the importance and value of regular season games to include more teams in the playoff. I think that's a great question. So for me, I don't think it increases it substantially. I I think I meant more 12 increases the value of those games more than 16 would because you are playing for a first round bye. And dude, it's football. It's college football. One O-lineman going down, one quarterback getting in. I mean, knock on wood, but it's the pass is the pass. Imagine if that Frenchie tackle had happened in the first round of the playoffs. You know, that's... Things can happen. So every game you have to play in football to me is a risk. And I think that that first round buy, no matter if it's a team you're supposed to blow out or not, is a big deal. That's something you're going to want to win. So I think 12 makes the regular season more valuable than 16. Well, what about compared to four? And you too, Drake, do you think compared to four, going to an increased number of playoff teams add value or subtracts value from the regular season games? I don't know if it adds or decreases value. I think I'm, me personally, the four I think was like a little bit too few, but I think we we need that number mainly because of, to test out the problem, not the problem, test out the actual theory and test everything out. I to me twelve I think is a little bit too much. I think we discussed that earlier, also off air, but I think maybe it might add a little more value too because it does kind of you still have that extra hope. It's like hey, maybe I I don't have to win my conference championship. I just need to have a higher record or a higher strength schedule, you know, than anybody else you know around me. So actually maybe with the extra spots now, like people do want to do try harder, actually win their more of their games too. So, so Dave, I think it depends on what you mean by adding value to the regular season games. Does it make it as you have to win every game? No. I mean, the playoff did that made that less valuable in that sense over the BCS, the BCS, frankly, made that less valuable over the poll era. Right. So you do have a devaluing in that sense. What I'm very, very excited about is that, 
now you're going to put more I, value isn't the right word, but you're going to strategically devalue these out of conference marquee matchups. So I, how, how many times have we said on this pod, what do we gain from playing Bama? We go out there and we play Bama. We have to play Bama week one. Are you kidding me? If we lose to them, that could knock us out of the playoff because even if we win the ACC, if you have an undefeated Bama in a one-loss Georgia and Georgia maybe head-to-head lost to Bama by three points and we lose by 14. So not just Florida State, there's not a big incentive to schedule these big out-of-conference games. Well, now, if you're a conference champion, and remember, it's not, it's not conference champions, right? It's the five highest-ranked conference champions. So you can still, like this year, Oregon was a conference champion. They were ranked 20th. They wouldn't have gotten an automatic bid. But now you can win your conference and still get in. So why wouldn't you schedule a huge marquee matchup that's going to bring you all this revenue at the first game, second, third game of the season? Because it's like a win-win. Look, if we lose to Bama, it sucks, but we just got millions of dollars. And now if we win our conference, we're definitely going to be in and we'll get another shot at them when it matters. So I think you'll see some of that. I also think that it makes the, the first round buy when you know multiple teams are going to get in, it makes winning your conference that much more valuable, right? This like Notre Dame Clemson thing, right? We knew, okay, if no, and I know Notre Dame won't be in the conference, but I'm just using that as an example. So Clemson wins the overtime one against Notre Dame. We know, eh, they'll see them in the conference championship. And then there's all this, well, what if, are they both going to get in? How's this going to look to me? I actually would have liked that game better knowing, hey, they're both getting in, but they're fighting for a first round bye, right? So maybe I wouldn't have liked it better, but there's still something at stake in that game, even if you know both of them are getting in. Because again, it's football, even though it would have been like this year would have been Alabama against Coastal. Well, let's stay on the Clemson example. It would have been uh, Clemson against Indiana. But again, Trevor Lawrence gets a concussion in that game. He's done for the rest of the playoffs, even if they win. So like getting that first round by still is critical over being, you know, Notre Dame and having to play. What is it? What is a five seed play? A five seed would play one, two, three, Cincinnati. So now, yeah. yeah, So, oh, they would have to play Florida. So that game, even though, you know, they're both getting in the playoffs would have been a very impactful game. And again, I say I almost like it more because then it's not a de facto elimination. Then even after the game, now we get to come back on here. We get to bring Phil Go back on, who we'll have on for season preview. We get to bring our boy Briley back on. And now we get to talk to both of them about their first round playoff match, one of which is significantly harder than the other ones because they lost that conference championship game. Yeah, so the good news is Florida State is probably unwittingly set themselves up well for that by scheduling the absolute ridiculous, I don't even know what you'd call it, of games we have the meat next grinder. six years again. Yeah, meat, sure, meat grinder Mercedes of games we have. tendencies, man, that we're playing like top four teams when we're going through the worst era of our program right now. No, 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 I get what you're saying, though. No, 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 I understand. Like It looks good in the long run, but like, at the time when we scheduled that, we right. didn't know this was being scheduled. We were going to have right. a twelve-team playoff, unless what? Unless what? Unless we knew a thing or two, because we've seen a thing or two. I, I, you, you're giving a lot more credit to David Corbin than I would ever ever give him when it comes to that sort of thing. If we're being out, I, I, like, no, I feel like, you. I feel you. I, feel yeah, I mean, because like, I mean, I get, I get why. I, mean, I think he did more for money because we do definitely need the money pretty badly. I mean, we talked yep. about the booster numbers, how you know the alumni to booster ratio is extremely you know small and kind of. It's sad to be honest with you. Was the now numbers are rising, which is good. Thank you. Yeah, folks, join the darn 
boosters. You don't have to give a mill. You don't even have to give a bill. 75 bucks a year, become a booster. Get on the train and let's do it. And in fact, I'll throw this out there right now. Anybody that becomes a booster this year and you come by the, Noel, the Locked On Seminoles tailgate that'll be at Notre Dame, free beers. You're welcome. You got to be 21, but we'll hit you with some free beers if you show us your booster membership. Continue, Drake. It's more the fact that we these games, I, I get it. I mean, I love college football. More like, oh, as you guys know, I would love to watch us play Georgia. I love to watch us play you know, Alabama, watch us play LSU. But the reality of the matter is that our team right now is, is going through one of the hardest, you know, dry spells. And by dry spell, I mean, like, of getting wins at all, period. And we're going up against teams that, you know, perennially have been in the CFP for the past three to four years with a few of them actually winning it all. So it's really difficult right now to, like, kind of, aside from money, I wouldn't justify going down there for that. But now with the 12-team playoff, Yes, I do see the the benefit of having that strength schedule added to our games, add, add to everything. So, I mean, like, now it's a good idea, but back in the day, back when the first announcement, I'm like, I'm like, yes, but, but why? But why? That's a good point, dude. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you hit a bad shot, but like it works out. You're trying to look at your partners, like your, your, the guys you're playing with, you're like, yeah, that was, uh, I totally intended to hit that tree and have it bounce onto the green. What a great play, but I, I, I think that's right. But I do think going forward, it will, it will incentivize scheduling those. Now folks, we may not have made the best decision by scheduling those, but it worked out anyway. So I'm going to give you all a good decision that will work out because it's a good decision. You know where I'm going with this, buy some built bars, builtbar.com. Promo code LOCK15, 15% off. People, your body needs three macronutrients. It needs protein, it needs carbs, and it needs lipids, also known as fats. You got to balance the three though, right? You want to be hitting like, if you're trying to put on muscle, like a gram, a gram and a half of protein per pound of body weight, you want to keep your carbs a little lower than that though, if you're trying to cut up. So look, if you're trying to get in good shape, maybe you're like me, maybe you're like Dave, birthday coming up next week, you're pushing 35. Uh, and you all know, right. maybe that metabolism is that's, what that, that's used to mean, be. Man. That's I'm mean, kidding. Bro, I'm come kidding. On. Hey, you earned all the years, buddy. You've earned them. They've been great to you. I'm just saying if, as you get older, your body doesn't do the carbs as well. So get a built bar. 17 grams of protein to five grams of carbs. It's healthier than a candy bar. And it's just as versatile golf course, post-gym, pre-gym with the kids, without the kids, whatever you want to do. Your wife takes you to some fancy restaurant where they do tapas, small plates for sharing. Yeah, we know what that means. That's 60 bucks in a grumbling stomach. Bring one in the truck, grab it on the way home. It'll help you out. Trust me. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15. Oh, man. Gosh, I do like built bars, though, I'll tell you what. So then let's look at, I think there's a lot of hyperbole out there. I think there's a lot of like doom and gloom about all these things. I will say, first thing I would like to say, this is my opinion, not all three of us, is these games get played anyway, right? These kind of useless bowl games that don't matter. So to me, I would rather see it where at least like something's at stake. At least these folks have something to play for. But what I want to know is now that there's something to play for, how do you guys think this is going to affect opt-outs of teams that maybe I'm looking at what I'm looking at uh, full disclosure, who would have been in last year? You know, we have Georgia, Georgia last year ended up having to play. Did they play Cincinnati in their bowl game in their, in their new they year did. six bowl? They did. Okay. So let's say this time you've got Georgia, they come in now as a nine seed, right? Which means they're going to play for, they're going to play Oklahoma, 
even like as a nine seed, do you think you see opt-outs? Do you think it'll make kids maybe consider, hey, we have a shot at the championship. Let's stay in. Or will they go, look, I'm not putting my body through three or four more games. Like I need to think about the league. I think my big one of my biggest worries about increasing the playoff size is exactly that. I can't imagine a scenario where you're having these kids who are already starting to opt out in larger numbers, play more games, take more risk of injury, see them slide down the draft if they accidentally tear an MCL, which happens all the damn time. And it's going to happen. You're going to see more opt-outs. You're going to see more opt-outs from the players that matter. And that's one of my biggest worries about the increased playoffs is you're having these already unpaid kids take more risk to their bodies. It just doesn't make sense to me why they wouldn't opt out in a lot of scenarios. I think you're going to see the same amount of opt-outs. I don't think you really see more or less. Primarily, the kids that typically opt out before the season starts or when season's you know halfway through are the kids that you know are going to be your top first round, top 15 picks. You saw with uh, Joy Bush, little brother Nick from Ohio State. I think he uh, hurt his, obl- um, his oblique and he opted out in the middle of the season. And to me, the opt-outs, I mean, one thing with this new 12, this new 12 team playoff, you're definitely going to see some games being canceled. You're going to see these non-con games, you know, for better or for worse, whether it's it's with a uh, premier program like a, like our, we just talked about with Alabama, FSU, FSU versus LSU. But you're going to see some of these games like Georgia playing Citadel us playing, you know, University of Louisiana, Monroe, like these smaller schools, like those are going to definitely be probably cast to the wayside. So you might actually see the less games happen. But I mean, Dave, I'm right there with you that safety, you know, is a primary concern. And that's probably the big the thing to the forefront because you're right. These kids aren't getting paid. But I think the opt-outs for me are probably going to stay the same, probably stay the same, to be honest with you. So then let me ask you this, Drake, because you just brought up a really interesting point. You know, I always talk about the finances, the financial equity, all of that. Do you think that this hurts the group of five schools that some of them are reliant on this funding from FBS schools to go play these games? Like, do you think Florida state will opt for instead of a 12 game regular season, a 10 game, or do you think because of ticket revenues, we really can't afford to do that hope just to hope we get in the playoffs. I think down, I think maybe not yet, but I think eventually that these smaller schools are definitely be cast towards the wayside for that. I can definitely see some conferences saying like, Hey, let's limit your out of your out your non-con games when it's like with smaller schools, instead of, you know, having your two, maybe you get just the one, maybe you get zero primarily to, you know, make sure that our conference has the best shot of actually going all the way up there. And also like you're spending unnecessary money right now too for that. And it sucks because these small schools, like their entire athletic department, like gets money from that thing. It's not just a full football program. We paid, I think, Citadel five or six years ago, 980K for us to beat up on them. And that went to their entire school. So definitely you might see a wave, maybe not now, but I can definitely tell you like five years from now it's going to be happening. Well, if they take up my suggestion, you know, that won't happen. Have I talked about this on the pod before? Y'all have heard it ad nauseum, but the Max Moody suggestion is, I think the FCS should keep their season in the spring. And I think instead of just a spring game, we should do like a spring scrimmage at the week of end, th- uh, end of week three, but we should actually play a game in the spring and be allowed to have it not count against an FCS school and where we pay them money to come down and scrimmage us. Um, and we could maybe do it scrimmage format or something like that, but more of like a high school jamboree type thing instead of, so, you know, maybe, maybe they, they look to that format as a, uh, as a compromise. I, I mean, know. didn't you, didn't you see that right now with Holy Cross and like the, all those schools they play in the spring? So maybe that actually could be because now we're doing this. And if they lose their games in the fall, like, Hey, you know, instead, how would we play in the spring as a tune-up? Like you were just saying, and that definitely would be the proper route to go and might 
it might also be cheaper and also will help with player safety, which is also Dave's concern as well. Yeah, because I think, look, how many people are going to show up to Florida State Citadel, right? But if you do a spring game, Florida State Citadel, you're going to sell that stadium out. I guarantee it. No one's seen football for five months, and it's not just the same team. It's not a coach on the field. Like, you're telling me I get Florida State against a different team. I mean, it's the same kind of thing to me, right? We're like, during spring training, uh, major league teams will play college teams or something like that. So anyway, that's that's a tangent. So let's do what everyone else is doing guys. Let's look, because again, people get a little hyperbolic and we're not going to go matchup by matchup folks. Uh, we love you. We care about you. We want you to enjoy listening to us. You may not get the deepest, darkest technical info from us, but we like to think you get a little entertainment from us. So we're not going to bore you by being like, okay, let's walk through this bracket and see what would have happened. But let's take a quick peek at like what this expanded playoff format would have looked like. And, you know, last year, maybe the year before and just see, is it just an utter, oh, my God, who the hell cares? Or is it like, OK, maybe there's some value here. So last year, 2020. Honestly, I'm not going to do 2020. It was a wonky season. It was a weird season. It, these teams weren't really playing. Like I said, the Oregon thing, the Pac-12 played four games. Let's go to 2019. So 2019, this format, right? You would have had the four top ranks comp would have the four top ranked conference champions in LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma. Same there. Then the rest of the field, you got Georgia at number five. You got Oregon at number six. You got Baylor at number seven. Then going down for the last eight through 12, you got Wisconsin, Florida, Penn State, Utah, Memphis. What does that look like? We got LSU versus Memphis. Oh, wait, LSU gets a bye, I guess, right? So then we'd have Georgia and Memphis, which is that did they play in their in the in the New Year's six game? Is that who it was Memphis, Memphis Penn State? Memphis, Penn State. Okay, so we'd have Georgia, Memphis, we'd have Oregon, Utah, we'd have Baylor, Penn State, then we'd have Wisconsin, Florida. We're not gonna go game by game, but dude, when I see that, I think that's a pretty good slate of bowl games, and you're telling me something's actually on the line. I I don't know. I think that would have been a much better slate of bowl games than the New Year's Six from that year. Yeah, maybe Q, it would have been. Cue David's hate on Wisconsin in three, two, one. I don't ever need to see Wisconsin play in a game that has any title implications because they're never winning a title ever again. I could live to be a 1,000, and they will never win a title ever again. That team is pointless. They shouldn't even play college football. I, I'm not watching them, and I don't need to. Also – all of those games, that particular year, like a lot of years, wouldn't have mattered. LSU was winning the national title that year. I don't need to see half of those games with Memphis in it. I, I just don't need to see that having anything to do with a national title. We Here's my I, question I, for that. Because I, yeah. I, I do appreciate your point, and it is not – it's not like you're crazy. I mean, this is a point that has been made all over social media. But I am curious, why in this sport is it so offensive to think – that a team that maybe isn't the far and away favorite going into the tournament doesn't get to participate in the tournament when in basketball we take teams that have even less of – I mean, I'm sorry, the 4-16 seeds this year, I, I would believe that Mike Norvell's Memphis team had a better shot of winning that tournament than those 16 seeds had of winning their tournament. So, so why in this sport is it like just such an offensive idea that – we give a team that got to the top 12 in the nation of 129 teams a shot at maybe winning the title. I think there is so much more separation between, for example, the top four teams and 
especially like the 12 to 16 or 8 to 12 or pretty much the rest of the teams in the country. I know it's not a perfect barometer, a 12-game season or 13-game, whatever, of who's actually the best team, but I have a pretty damn good idea by the time all those games are played who is one of the best teams that has a legitimate claim to being the national champion. So then, Dave, why don't we just go back to the BCS with the computers and do one versus two instead of this? Well, why I would we be fine with it? that. I'd be fine with one BCS. Well, okay. Um, you no, are, I'm with you. You, look, are, look. you are you are a fun killer. You are an no, elitist. No, he, he, he's not and though, you, right? You, I'm joking. No, Driz. I mean, give the guy some credit, right? There, there is a there is a legitimate argument. There is to go back to the BCS. We're not going to go super down the rabbit hole, but there is a legitimate argument. If hear me out, if Dave. If your criteria is would the would like the playoff have made a difference over the BCS? The answer is the only time the playoff would have made a difference over the BCS is when Ohio State won it in 2014, and I believe uh, like I'm now I'm retroactively going. It would have been tough to say right because you had what was it 0304 undefeated Auburn got left out, and then you had TCU in like 05 mate. Somewhere in there got left out. So my thing is this. All right. When you talk to defense attorneys, y'all know this, but I've asked defense attorneys. It's a common question. You know, how do you defend people you know are guilty? And the prevailing answer is I would rather get off 100 guilty people than let one innocent person go to jail because I don't do what I do. Right. And I kind of feel that way about it. I'd rather have it every year. You're right. LSU is going to win that tournament no matter what. Doesn't matter then have the one year where maybe 12 and 0 Cincinnati at a six seed could have made a run and won the title. And they got left out just because a computer system didn't put them in. Does it, am I saying that? Well, do you guys at least understand the no, point I'm I making? Mean, I get what you're saying. I think Dave, like Dave is right about one thing. Football, typically the better team is going to win. This isn't basketball where if you have, you can have a hot hand, this isn't baseball True. where your ace, your ace can literally, you know, have a bad game. Like you don't see Clayton Kershaw dropping like seven or eight runs typically, but it always happens in the postseason for some reason. But to me, I think that you're definitely have like maybe like one upset. Maybe you you will definitely like a Cincinnati beat one of the five or six seeds in that year. But you're for the 2019 year. No, LSU was definitely we saw that team is going to be there right. Right. This past year, Alabama was going to beat and stomp on everybody, even though they have Mac Jones. But to me, I think this is more oh. for. It makes for better TV. It makes for like I would love for watching this and everything, but like the, to me, this is like more entertaining and entertaining at all at the end of the day, which is what we I, want the sports for. I agree, bro. And for me, it is very much about like it, it's about the fans. So we we laid out the first seeds of um of of the 2019, and when I look at the second round, that's where I agree with you. The first round, I'm like. Eh, I am, by the way, glad they're doing a first round bye because I'm with you. I don't need to see Alabama play Coastal. Yep. I don't. Doesn't do it. I wouldn't watch that game. Like probably just may have it on the background. But when I look at the second round, the round of eight, well, that actually gets pretty interesting, right? So here's what that would have looked like. We would have had the winner of Memphis and Georgia go play Oklahoma. Okay. We would have had the winner of Utah and Oregon go play Clemson. We would have had the winner of Penn State and Baylor go play Ohio State. And we would have had the winner of Florida, Wisconsin go play LSU. Now, to be honest, when I look at the slate of New Year's Six Bowls from that game, from that year, right? We got the Cotton Bowl, Memphis, Penn State, Orange Bowl, Florida versus Virginia. We got the Rose Bowl, Oregon, Wisconsin. Wait, what did I say? Yeah, Florida, Virginia, Oregon, Wisconsin. And then we got the Georgia Baylor. So a lot of the same teams. So those games are already happening anyway. 
but they don't mean anything. So I'd much rather have this kind of slate of maybe a Georgia, Oklahoma, an Oregon, Clemson, a Baylor, Ohio State, and then a, a Wisconsin or a Florida LSU, where at least like even if the same four teams win, there's something on the line for me there, you know? Um, but my only point, and what's most important to me about this is I don't think those teams deserve for those games to mean anything. They had the whole season to prove it. Don't lose those two games you lost. That's it. Yeah, but Utah, okay, but by that same thing, I mean, I get that, but also Memphis wasn't going to get in no matter what. Baylor probably, you know, they had to play someone who was the four seed, I guess. They, I see what you're saying, but I also think that it's a long, brutal season, man. Uh, things happen that get down to it later in the season, but you also develop as a team, right? The offenses, can you can implement things on offense. You can make changes on defense. I don't know. I think they give it them one more shot. Not the worst. Thing also, a lot of those games are going to end up differently, too, because if we do this 12 uh, team playoff, that's three to four extra games right by our math. You're going to see a lot of head coaches actually coach those games, and you're going to see a lot of people like not get those jobs. If this happened two years ago, Mike Novell wouldn't be coaching here because he would probably still want to be coaching his Memphis game, and we probably have to go to the next guy. So that's going well, to be we a, did, we an did interesting. Let him co- we did let him coach that game. No, he didn't. He was he was he was consulting, but he didn't coach the game. That's Ryan right. Silverfeld coached, that's which right. I completely right. didn't understand what's the point of that. But that's yeah, what I mean. You're going to see a lot of new. It's going to be a new dynamic with that. Are you going to fire your head coach? Are you going to fire your head coach? You know, while in the middle of the season, because you now you know, like if you want a top tier head coach that might go to the CFP, you're going to have to wait until maybe the middle of January, past early signing day, and then that close to national signing day. So that's going to be a really interesting thing to look at for the future. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There are going to be there are going to be a lot of variables. So yeah, no, I think those are all good points, Dave. I think you're right. I mean, don't lose those games in the middle of the season. But hey, we we sent them to a New Year's Six Bowl anyway, so we'll see uh, we'll see what happens. And I guess my retort to that would be, well, then just beat that team that lost two games in the middle of the season in the playoffs, and then you know you're all set. I don't know. I don't know. I think ultimately my conclusions, and y'all can draw your own, is it's going to be good for the sport. I think it's going to be great for teams like us, frankly, that we get to schedule these big out-of-conference games with very minimal risk, make a little more money during the regular season, and all we've got to do is win our conference and we get in. Easier said than done. Uh, But I think there are downsides. I think you look at 2019, you got LSU, you got Georgia, you got Florida. Do I really want to see three SEC teams in? Not really. But is it an opportunity to watch Florida fans get overconfident and then get their hopes dashed when they have to play uh, in an actual playoff where it meant something and then they lose? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. You guys got any final thoughts, final thoughts, final wraps on the, uh, on the college football playoff expansion that you just haven't gotten to get out yet that you want to share with the people? I don't want, care, or need to see more playoff teams. And I'm called the fun police and Dave over here is shitting on the hopes and dreams of every group of five small town program. But no, I think this is actually good for the sport. Like Max said, good for TV, good for rings, good bring in a lot of money for us as well. If we have, you know, multiple teams in there and trust me, we need that money bad. So, and that'll do it folks. Now you got the locked on Seminoles take on the expanded playoff. It's going to be exciting regardless of what happens. The one thing I, my final thought that I'm excited about, and I know we don't have an answer, but 
having to hang out with these freaking lawyers all day is like what happens you know these contract incentives were written of like oh you get a bonus if you get in the college football playoff thinking there are only four slots well now there's 12 so uh some some schools might be looking at that going it like is playoff expansion is that equivalent to like a force majeure type thing where it's like a, a circumstance where you can be like yeah we got to renegotiate that incentive i don't know what's going to happen with that but anyway those are our thoughts. That'll do it. I'm your host, Max. Thanks for joining us on a Monday, folks. Wherever you're listening, Apple Pods, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever, make sure you follow us. Make sure you like us. Make sure you subscribe, whatever the verbiage is, and hit us with some ratings. Hit us with some reviews. We love the five stars, but we also like to hear your thoughts. Give them to us. We'll read them on the air. I'm Max. I had Drake. I had Dave. And with a full house, this was Locked on Seminoles. Take care, everybody. Who knows?